Joining me again today, Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com. Welcome back, sir. Hey, thanks. How are you doing today? I'm well. I am well. It is well with my soul. And you? Uh, you know, I'm doing good. I I feel like I got a little bit of fish lips when I'm talking this morning, but I think I'm, I'm going to get through it today. Okay. So I tried talking earlier today, and it just wasn't working quite right for me. But <laughs> I'm good. So I have a series of of, uh, of listener questions, and I'm just gonna um, I'm just gonna fire them off one by one. Here is a listener. All right. Uh, listener question number one. Uh, Bill, I lost my job. How do I work with companies to whom I owe money? I'm not able to make my payments because I'm out of work. I've never been in this position. I've always paid my bills. I feel ashamed. Um, I need help prioritizing what to pay, what not to pay now, and how to approach those to whom I have made commitments, but I cannot keep those commitments right now. Yeah, so uh, several things. First of all, keep tithing. Don't sin by not tithing. So your first commitment with your money is always to the Lord, right? It's not to uh, any creditors, your mortgage payment, or anybody else. So your first commitment is always to the Lord. Uh, Secondly, uh, be proactive uh, and call those uh, who you know you're going to be late in paying them and just let them know that that you're going to be late. Now, they're going to ask, well, when can you make the payment? And you're going to say, I don't know. And that's okay to say that. And when they say, well, I need a date, you can uh, say, uh, to, and, and mind you, these people at the other end of the phone, they're just following a script and a process. They personally probably don't really care. And so you're, you're going to say um, something like, you know, June 1st or something like that and and try to give them a date that they'll accept and remind them that you don't know if you can make the payment on that date. Thirdly, if they call collections and start to pester you, you can demand that they stop calling you by law. They are not allowed to call you once you tell them not to call. But fourthly, here's the principle that we use when we're turning around a company at, at Platinum. We do this a lot. Um, Pay those first who can shut you down, and then pay those secondly who can't shut you down but can cause you a lot of heartache and pain. So who can shut you down? Well, your mortgage, but that takes 12 months for them to um, to go through the uh, process of evicting you out of a home. And I doubt that the government is going to allow them to do that during the COVID response anyways. And so you, I think you've got pragmatically, if you can't make your mortgage payment, um, you should prioritize them, but they're not going to be able to kick you out anytime soon. But your uh, utilities, they can shut you off. Your car payments, they can come repossess your cars. Those are the things you pay first. The things you pay second are things like your, your TV, your credit cards, your medical bills, if you have a lawn service, things like that. Those are the kinds of services that can cause you pain uh, in terms of calling you all the time and we want our money, but they can't shut you down in terms of kicking you out of your house or taking away your heat, those kinds of things. So you want to prioritize the, um, the, the payments that can shut you down first and then prioritize the ones that are going to cause you pains. Others, if you've loaned money to family, or if you've borrowed money and the family wants the money back, family comes last, in my estimation. Uh, they All they can do is cause you pain and heartache, but they can't do much else. So um, I'm serious right, so, about it. You know, I'm no, no. Yeah, crass. so we're going to – no, it's good. So we're going um, to keep tithing. We're going to be proactive and call call those to whom we 
owe money. We're going to tell them we're going to be late. We're going to tell them we don't know when we can pay them. If they pester us, we're going to demand they stop calling. Um, We're going to pay those first who can shut us down. We're going to pay second those who can cause us pain but can't shut us down. Any anything else on this list for um, for people who have lost their job, even if it's temporary? Yeah, uh, make sure you file for unemployment. And if you're self-employed, you'll get an additional 600 bucks for four weeks. Uh, and guess what? If you're willing to work and you got time, the healthcare industry needs you. We are in dire need of unskilled, uncredentialed workers. I, w- I could hire 100 people today if they showed up at my door uh, in, in Otsego, Minnesota. So um, we we have a lot of job openings, and we're not the only ones. If you don't mind doing uh, some lower-level work in the 12 to $15 an hour range, there's plenty of work in the healthcare industry for you to do right now. All right, question number two. I'm a business owner, but my company is really small. What's in the stimulus bill for me, and how do I access that money? Yeah, so there's there's a paycheck protection program that's part of the stimulus bill. And uh, the way you access that money is to get in front of at least two bankers who are preferred SBA, Small Business Administration, lenders. Now, these we know these guys, at least here in the Twin Cities. We know who they are, and they're, they are swamped. They, if if you think a profession is swamped, I estimate that there's going to be somewhere around 10 million applications to the SBA and the Treasury Department for stimulus money. And these guys and gals are just swamped. Make sure you get in front of them. And then um, when they say, I need X, Y, and Z, do exactly what they say and don't complain or moan about it. Just do what they say and try to get in the queue and and see if you can't get that stimulus money, okay? Now, that yeah, stimulus and you literally, money so I just want to tell Go people, ahead. you literally you literally can Google preferred SBA lenders list, and you can find yeah. preferred SBA lenders in your area. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, but if you're a business owner, you really ought to already know who your banker is. If you've been pushing your banker away for years and years, like so many of you do, and you know who you are, this is the wrong time to try to be cozying up to the bankers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would have been a whole lot better had you developed those relationships a few years ago. So go after them and and uh, and and get in line. But there's going to be prepared for a wait. There's going to be a lot of people, and I don't think the system has the throughput to manage the number of applications that are going to come through. All right. uh, Bill English and I have lots more questions from listeners to process. The next one is, I've never laid anyone off before. I love my people. How do I tell them I can't pay them right now? They're like family to me. This is killing me. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. We'll be right back. Continuing my conversation with Bill English from BibleAndBusiness.com. Let me just remind everybody, you can email Bill directly, Bill at BibleAndBusiness.com, if you have other questions or follow-up questions. I know we have a listener who texted in with a follow-up question on the additional, you know, $800 or additional $600 um, for those who apply for unemployment benefits right now. Um, So if you have additional questions, you, you can email Bill directly. Bill at Bible and Business 
dot com. This seems like a good time, Bill, to tell people about the Zoom meeting you're hosting on Saturday. Let's uh, let's jump to that and then come back to the listener question about laying off uh, members of our team. Yeah, just real quick, I'm doing a one hour at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, a Zoom meeting for business owners and leaders. Anybody can participate. It's all online. You don't have to be here in the Twin Cities. And we're just going to talk about um, what's going on in your business, what's COVID doing to you, and maybe what what could an online group over time do for you. And and it's just going to be a very informal conversation. If you're interested in attending that, uh, just email me at bill at bibleandbusiness.com and I'll, I'll send you the uh, login information and the Zoom information. Awesome. Okay, so back to listener questions. Um, we have this, you know, person who's never laid anybody off before. Um, I love my people. How do I tell them I can't pay them? They're like family to me. This is killing me. Well, first of all, everybody knows that you can't pay them. I mean, that your employees would have to have serious brain injury in order to not understand that you can't pay them right now because you're probably shut down. So the entire point of the stimulus package is to provide payroll, rent, and utilities for 10 weeks. That's why the formula is to take uh, the average of those three elements from 2019, divide it by 12, and then multiply it by 2.5, which is 10 weeks, right? So if you're going to get stimulus money, then you'll be required by your agreement to keep paying your employees and to keep them on your payroll as if they were working. Uh, If you lay them off, then they can go get unemployment, but then you can't use the stimulus money for anything else. It'll turn into a 10-year loan of 4%. So uh, you you have a choice. You can lay your people off and they can go get unemployment, or you can go get the stimulus money and pay them what they would have normally been paid over that 10-week period, and you'll be able to pay your rent and utilities and thereby keep at least the basis of your business going. All right, that's really helpful. Um, And then let's talk about, let's just pivot to those in leadership at their churches. Lots of questions about, you know, churches facing financial challenges. Um, Let's just talk about, let's just talk about some issues related to churches um, and raising funds um, and maybe encouraging people who have money on the sidelines to to give now like they've never given before? Yeah, you know, this is really an opportunity for, you know, James 5 talks about the wealthy not hoarding their wealth, but giving it away. And there's other passages like that. This is really an opportunity for the wealthy in our churches to step up and not just give some, but really, really give. Um, I, I know several business owners who have well over $20 million. They could all give 10 to $15 million and probably wouldn't feel it. And uh, those gifts could be used by the church in the community and within the body to support those who are, who are going to need the support. Look, this $1,200 that you and I are going to get, you know, for Kathy and I, $2,400, that's not going to carry us very far. Um, these the the amount that people are going to get in unemployment isn't going to begin to cover all their expenses. This is this is one time where the church can really step up and be the church and provide for people in a very loving and meaningful way and communicate the gospel along the way. But we need the wealthy in our churches to really step up and give sacrificially. All right, one more question uh, here, Bill. Our church wants to help, but we can't help everyone. And up until now, the pastor has been the one 
who approved the benevolent help that we give to individuals and families. That seems like too much pressure for one person right now, um, but we don't know how to do it differently. Is there an application and approval process that you recommend? Yeah, there is. Actually, I take a page out of Acts 7 where the where the uh, disciples appointed um, seven men to oversee getting food to the Grecian uh, widows, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, use that model. Have the elders appoint a group and then have that group do the approval process and figure it out for their church. I would recommend that it's an online approval process. Build a few web pages. It's not hard to do. And people can say, I need this bill paid. I need that mortgage payment paid, that kind of thing. They can submit it, and then the church can make the payment directly to the creditor as opposed to giving the money to the individual. And uh, that is a that is a cleaner way, in my estimation, to support your body. Now, if they need money for food or clothing, there's got to be provisions to get the money directly to the individuals. But for some of these larger payments, car payments, mortgage payments, I think the church can make the, the payments directly. Larger issue is don't have the pastors involved. I would have the elders appoint lay people who know how to do this and get them involved. All right, Bill, um, we are, you and I both read a piece by David Brooks in the New York Times. We don't have a lot of time to talk about this, but we do have, you know, 90 seconds. Talk about this moral moment. We, we find ourselves in a unique moral moment right now. We do find ourselves in, in a unique moral moment. And he, he, um, he had an interesting observation in that piece. Uh, he observed that uh, we're already a divided nation, and now we're being asked to be even more divided. He observed that we're inarticulate in our in our morality and in our values, and now we're being challenged with really some very fundamentally moral questions about what's going on in this country and who we are as a people. And I just I just, parts of that. You know, he's not a Christian by any stretch of the imagination, but parts of that article really resonated with me. And I just wonder, Carmen, and you may want to comment on this, I just wonder if this isn't a preview from the Lord as to what he may need to do in order to get America's attention and get us to bow our knee to him again as a country. And I, I, I've been asking God to do whatever is necessary to get America to bow its knee to you. And this may be just a preview, or it may just be the first quarter. I don't know. Um, I completely agree. I mean, I have friends who are asking the question, you know, is this the beginning of the tribulation? I have others who are asking, um, you know, questions about the way God works in the context of human history and the ways that he has over the course of time um, renewed people's attention to himself. Um, And there are only a handful of ways that uh, God has historically caught up people's attention globally. And so this isn't just an American moment. This is a global moment. And I do believe that this, you know, that time is ripe for revival. People are looking up. They are looking outward and they are asking deeper questions. They have less distractions and the entire um, entertainment industry uh, sports and and Hollywood and everything else is completely shut down. And so um, people are, um, they have a lot of time. And if their attention is turned even for a moment in the direction of God, then God's people need to be there ready to help people um, 
see and recognize the God they've been ignoring in their midst for so long. So, yeah, I feel like this is that time is ripe for um, for wholesale revival, not only here, but around the world. So, Bill, um, thanks as always. We want people to uh, check out BibleAndBusiness.com. If you're interested in joining Bill's Zoom meeting this coming Saturday, just email him directly, Bill at BibleAndBusiness.com. Thanks, brother. Thank you, Carmen. Have a good day. You too. We'll be right back.